From Westside Church in Bend, Oregon, you're listening to Behind the Message. We take you behind what we teach here at Westside. I'm Ben Fleming. I'm Evan Irwicker, and we are here with a special New Year's edition of Behind the Message with Pastor Corey Parnell, our worship pastor here at Westside Church. Welcome, Corey. Feliz Navidad, mi uh, amigos, or past Feliz Navidad. That was last week, yes. It's all Lang Syne time. That's right. Why don't we sing that in church, by the way? Well, because nobody knows the lyrics. <laughs> and all the acquaintance people got been open on his high. <laughs> That's accurate enough. See, in most Why places... Why don't you know the lyrics? It works, it works if everybody's... It's be about Jesus. If everybody's drinking heavily, but inside the church, we don't encourage that, and so that song becomes problematic. We don't, except for communion Sundays. When, when everyone's it. sober, you try to sing that... I can't even <laughs> Literally, say the, the title. All odd lang syne. It's... I looked it up It's like a time. Scottish thing, right? Yeah, and, and the, I think that it's in Gaelic, and people just... People sing it, and they have no clue... What they're singing. What does it mean? It means uh, days gone by, roughly. Oh, it's not even, a very, not even a very direct translation. Just days gone by. Mm. That's the message version. <laughs> how do you guys not how do you guys feel about the length translation? <laughs> the length of New Year's Eve parties. Like you, you start a party and usually, you know, you you're not gonna start it at ten PM. So you, you start a party what, seven, eight? Like when do you nine? kick people out of your house? Is that what you're and saying? And then you feel like it lasts forever because oh, yeah. you feel this obligation to stay until the ball drops. It's gotta start I think it should start at ten. Yeah. You know, then you got two hours, you're hanging out, you've talked to, to everybody about everything you can think of, midnight, then you go home. Yeah. But some people feel like the party's just begun, right? And so they want to hang out until Twelve thirty or one, because mm-hmm. hey, we just had the thing, and now we can yeah. celebrate being in the new year. Yeah. So we're going to occupy your space for a bit longer. You know who those people are? Millennials. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure the three of us are the best people to talk about hosting a party and how long people should <laughs> stick around. Yeah, with get little, out, little kids, get out now. Yeah, yeah. I remember Corey. Stop remember making this. Uh, a few years back, New Year's Eve, there's probably I don't know, fifteen or twenty of us, uh, and we went out to into the Seventh Mountain. Uh, to try to ice skate, but it was it was raining, and so we ended up moving into the restaurant and the bar there. Yeah. And uh, and we were the only ones there. It was like a private party because no one else was out for some reason. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, we even saw uh, a local celebrity, uh, one of the actors from Lost, lives here in town. We saw him oh, nice. on the way there. Anyway, it was just like everything fell into place that night. So the next year, we tried to recreate that. Went back to <laughs> the seventh. Mistake. Biggest mistake you made. We go into the restaurant bar there. It is packed full. Of drunk people. And there's, uh, speaking of Scottish, there's an Irish uh, singer with a guitar. That's right. And a loud, loud amp blasting out really poorly, uh, poor renditions of like holiday music. And it was bad. Moral of that story, don't try to recreate, don't try to recreate the magic. It. Yeah. Just let it live in infamy. It was bad. It was real bad. So if you had a great time last year, if you're listening to this, you had a great time at New Year's last year. Don't expect it this year. It's going to be bad. <laughs> this be is right. the most positive bringing in the new year you can possibly Oh, Yes. I'll listen to Behind the Message. That'll be positive and encouraging. And then here's Evan. <laughs> Just bringing in the new year cheer. Okay, guys. So let's talk about this on our special holiday edition of Behind the Message. Things that we should never do again in 2018. So... Normally, people have their New Year's resolutions. Right. We want to get real specific with them and talk about things that we do in church 
that we should probably never do again. So, so. it's kind of like we're making our own resolutions. Yeah, but church resolutions. Church resolutions yeah. that, that you know maybe they're common things uh, that we should just dr- stop, just drop them. That's fair. So, are uh, there more ground rules, or do they have to be mistakes that we made in 2017, or just things that we've done before that we don't want to do again? I don't know. Corey, what do you think? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have no preference. Okay. All right. Let's just let's just go off the top of our heads. I know um, we've come up with a couple already before the show started. So let's start with those and see where this leads us on things that we'll never do again in 2018. All right. Love it. Corey, hit us up. What do you got? Uh, so I'm the worship pastor at our church, and I would like to see us never again sing the song, Holy Spirit, you know, <laughs> you are welcome here. It's a beautiful song, great song for its time and season. But I think last time I sang it, I heard the Holy Spirit say, I heard you. <laughs> okay. Now you are more aware of my presence. Okay. Sing a new song unto me, saith the Lord. <laughs> Holy Spirit, this is Amazing Grace. Again, Fantastic song. Love it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. But now I I want it to die. And then this, the song Oceans, which, and honestly, we haven't sang Oceans in it, probably since 2017 because <laughs> that's, that's how I felt about it then. But if we could not sing any of those songs anymore, that would bless my heart. <laughs> <laughs> this is Amazing Grace. It's tough. It's going to live on for a while because fast songs are really hard to come to by. find that's right. that work really well. Mm-hmm. Plus, he Phil Wickham, the guy that wrote it, he was pretty smart because he took a, a spin off of an old classic song that we all know and love, Amazing Grace, and that song will never die. So I think he figured maybe that his song will never die. Yeah, either. it's cross-generational. The older people love it. The younger people yeah. love it. But the it's going to die. The love it because it's more up-tempo. It's going to die because I'm going to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard Phil Wickham talk about, uh, I think it was that album, maybe. Where was the one he did a duet with the Casting Crowns guy. Was it Casting Crowns? Uh, yeah, I think um, so. Um, or Mer- not Mercy, Mercy Me. One of those. One of those guys. One of those. Anyway, but he was saying in this interview uh, that he only wrote that song and did a duet so that it would play on radio so that people would find out about him and listen to the rest of the record to the songs that he really wanted to write. And so mm-hmm. I wonder about This Is Amazing Grace. Was that one that he was really into like this is a great song or was he writing it because he knew a lot of people he would hear be it good, yeah that's mm. for sure have you ever found yourself in that spot Corey? you're like man uh, this is the style of music that i really like to write but i feel like not a lot of people necessarily going to listen to it but yeah. so i'll write this song because i feel like it'll just catch people more but it's not necessarily my favorite yeah oh yeah yeah and it's funny because uh it, it sounds like a bad thing but but sometimes if you do that with the right heart uh, you actually end up being successful because you get out of your way a little bit and try, quit trying to be so artsy, you yeah. know, and you just, you actually pay, you know, you pay attention to what people are, are resonating with, right? So it's not always a bad thing. Yeah. Sometimes it's good. I've actually heard the, the lead guy from Nickelback talk about their music like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I know, right? <laughs> Anytime you bring a Nickelback so in this podcast. I know. Uh... It makes perfect sense. No, I was just reading an article because I don't listen to their music, but I know all the jokes that you know, totally. people would make about All the music. memes. And he's he straight up in this article came out and said, I don't even like a lot of the stuff that we put out. He said, but we're filling arenas and I'm a rich man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like no one can argue with that. Yeah. He's like, and we'll write music 
music that sounds different. We'll just look at each other and go, well, it's not a Nickelback song, though. Yeah. That's not our style and totally whatever. Agree. So he's he's not super worried about all the hate that he gets out there. <laughs> That's funny. My turn. I'll take okay. a turn. Okay. Uh, the church, and this is seasonal right now, will never again. Uh, and I saw that it was on your playlist for um, for Christmas Eve. So after this Christmas Eve, we can take it off. <laughs> just kidding. Um, we'll never again play uh, Mary Did You Know as a part Ooh. of any kind of Ooh. Christmas. That's not on my list. Christmas. I'm just kidding. I got no Mary Did You Know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, written uh, lyrics written by Mark Lowry, the Christian comedian slash mm-hmm. Gaither vocal band performer. <laughs> is that really written by him? It is. Oh yeah. my gosh! Because yeah. it sounds like comedy when we hear it. Yeah, I, I can't stand that song. Well, and you can. It's so like it's so easy to sort of like get into like hand motions and stuff with that song. Just be so. I don't know. It, it like lends <laughs> so itself 90s. to ballet. Uh, speaking of that, I we actually do have a song on our list that, uh, that is a little bit strange for me. Really? This, yeah, we have a Chris Rice song. Really? Um, and the mix for our for our we do, mm. every year we do a candlelight uh, moment. Everybody kind of you, know, you pass the flame down and sort of sort of moment of meditation in the Christmas Eve service. And we almost always sing Silent Night. But there's this old Chris Rice song called "Welcome to Our World," and you know it was very popular. I think in the '90s, yep. very popular Christian song, I similar to "Mary Did You Know" right kind of a thing. But my gosh, you know, I looked back at those lyrics, and I I was just floored. It's so it, it's so rich. The yeah. theology is so good, so poetic, powerful. I'm excited to sing yeah. it. So, <laughs> and I, I Chris Rice deserves a shout out because he some does. of his music. He's I mean, good. he he is one of those that had some of the most terrible poppy mainstream sure. Christian songs. But I remember uh, another one of his ballads. Um, yeah, missing you. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful song. Somewhere beyond those stars, yeah. someone who belongs to me. It's just like. Beautiful, yeah, you know. So good job, Chris. In the '90s, to write some really beautiful music. Chris Rice, everybody. Yeah. Chris Rice is listening to this podcast right now. All right, this isn't just about worship. So let me hit, hit up one here. Uh, here's another one for me. No more countrymen headset microphones that fall off your ear while you're. Oh, speaking. amen, brother. Preach. Okay, <laughs> does this happen all the time? It, all, all the time. Every time I wear one, really, about halfway through, I realize it's kind of dangling from my ear, and it's terrible. You look at anybody on television. What are they wearing? Are they wearing these countrymen's with the little the? By the way, a countryman headset microphone is those little tiny thin microphones that you want. They're um, flesh colored. Yeah, and you bend them <laughs> around your not, ear. Oh, and then not they, my flesh color. This little tiny microphone's right in front of your lips. Watch TV. What are they wearing? They're wearing lapels or they're holding a microphone in their hands. Mm-hmm. No one's wearing these little country. I think, Come on. I don't know if Andy Stanley popularized this or maybe Ted Talks. Do they wear countrymen's? I don't know. Bring back the lapel. I, I think they do, but you know, they make the ones, this is so nerdy of us to be talking about. And they make the ones that go over your other ear. They'll seem a little more secure, but I totally agree. I think that I don't see them work on anybody. And yeah, they're not that visible. I mean, you don't stare at it all the time, whatever so uncomfortable and so yeah. prone to becoming a distraction when mm-hmm. you're trying to talk. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a really we'll good pass one. pass that along to Steve. I got another one here. You ready? This is for our church specifically. You know, I know there's people from a lot of different churches that listen to this podcast, but um, in, 20, in 2018, we would like for our former lead pastor, Ken Johnson, to never preach again. <laughs> oh, that is so mean. I'm totally kidding. And if he's listening to it, we I hope Ken he gets Johnson. the joke. We love him. But, but by far, there's too much cussing and um, innuendo in his messages uh, for us to be able to uh, bear with him any longer. A- after 30... 30- <laughs> 
after 30 years in that pulpit, he retired, and then he's like, I can say whatever I Throws want. Throws all caution to the wind. And he's, he's amazing. Actually, the last time he did preach here, it was, it was very yeah. profound for me. Uh, he is so, he's so wise. But, but yeah, he just, he just has a mouth on him. That guy is like a sailor. Yeah. Yeah. He did that with so much intentionality that day too. He just looked out at the audience and was like, "Here we go, uh, let the chaos begin." You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that really is true. All right. Speaking of speakers, Ben, I got to throw you under the bus a little bit. Okay. Uh, this past weekend, you led worship, yeah. And then our youth pastor Spencer Shaver, yeah, hosted. Okay. And I got to be honest. I texted you guys about this right afterwards. It was like an. I, you're totally right. It was an amen fest. Oh, I know. Thank you. Up Evan. on that stage. Okay, so here's a line that I heard. Didn't even didn't even think about it. I know, really, I know you don't and think it about just it. Happen. And uh, there this is, is why they don't let me lead worship that much. There is always <laughs> there's always a transition moment uh, when you are coming out of a prayer. Yeah. And and what will come out of your mouth? Like one amen. That's acceptable. I think at the end of a prayer yes. is acceptable. <laughs> what, what, what will come out of your mouth, though, is this phrase. <laughs> it, it's almost like a Matthew McConaughey thing, but you say, amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Every amen, time amen, do amen, I do amen, that? Amen, amen, Or is it just sometimes? Every, Every single time. Three in a row. Amen, really? amen, amen. And now, and now you, Three have, in a row. you have poor sweet Spencer following in your oh, footsteps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Spencer did the same thing. I counted. I I stopped counting about twelve. Oh my amens between I am you so two. So sorry. Yeah. So yeah. you talked about that, and I remembered the moment at the one service, and I didn't track it all the way back to the rest of them. Yeah. You guys got to say this before. <laughs> the this podcast. is fun. Though. This is really fun. Throw me under the bus. <laughs> Throw, somebody, <laughs> what do I do? Evans been throwing me under the bus a lot, which brings me to my next one. Okay. I, I vow. Right. I vow to not overcommit. Uh, financially to guest speakers that would come. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can I tell the story? You can tell the story. All right. So we do this big outreach <laughs> event with our college and high school every year. And uh, that falls to Ben now to be in charge of that night. So he comes in to our meeting um, a few months ago and he's like, I think I got a speaker for that <laughs> night, which normally we'd be like, okay, great. Let's talk about if that's a good idea. And he's like, well, actually I committed to him to come. I didn't sign a contract. <laughs> <laughs> to well, be clear, what was the cost that we were going to pay? A lot. Uh, it was way too much. Former NFL member of the championship Seahawks team. Oh. But here's the kicker, which was not, not just the only thing. Wait, he's was a he a kicker? And, Is he a kicker? Like anyway, here's, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. No, got got fired from the team and still commanding <laughs> five figures to come speak. So. Uh, we had to can't we canceled the event though. Yeah, well, yeah, and it wasn't just, <laughs> just because be of that, which got me out. Of, so, but now every single meeting that we have, somehow it comes up that Ben was going to overpay for the speaker, <laughs> uh, just so that I could like meet a Seahawk, you, gotta, you, you know, which wasn't by my, somebody, just man. my motivation That's anyway. Smart, I got nervous over email and I, I panicked and I made a snap decision. <laughs> you went ten thousand? Sure, sure. Right. You know, <laughs> it was not ten thousand, dude. <laughs> but I, I, I did not sign a contract, which I don't need credit for, but Fair that enough. should be known. Evan and I know personally one of the actors from the Lost television show. We should, could just get him for cheaper, probably. There you go. true. And come and speak. Uh, he's in trouble with the law, so he's probably really cheap right now. <laughs> Met- or, uh, lawyer yeah. bills or whatever. Have you guys never done that? You just overcommitted to something, you know? And Yeah, um, music in general. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Get it. All right. Email is such a slow medium, and still I panicked. You know, <laughs> sending an email. I'm learning. Okay, who's got another one? Oh man, what should we never do again in 2018? Well, here's here's one I think many people would like to see happen. Yeah, no more turn and greet. 
Yeah. Mm. That would be if somebody's voting right now on this podcast. That's the they're going to say thing they don't want to do again. They, they, I know people. I know per- personally good friends that come late because they know that the turn and greet typically happens after the first song, <laughs> yeah. and they'll just they'll just miss the first song. And they're fine with that, and they'll come in the second song, and they won't have to uh, won't have to shake anybody's yeah. hand. If I'm being honest, sometimes I wait in the hallway until after the turn and greet. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't do that. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while. There has been a service or two where I'm like, oh. I'm just going to wait a second. <laughs> totally. This is really behind the message now, right now. turn and greet. So that's the moment in the service when you say, hey, say hi to somebody next to you. Give him a high five. Give him a... Give him. What did Max Clark, uh, one of our worship leaders here, what did he say that one time? He said, amen, 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 amen. <laughs> it was even worse than that. Uh, he said, turn to your neighbor and love on them. No, he said... <laughs> oh, Max, I love you so much. He, Max is the most loving man he is, of though. all time. He said... Oh, what was it? He said, turn, I don't know, something, turn your neighbor and give him a smooch or something like yeah. that. It was, it was, <laughs> everybody it was, was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> I already don't even know. I, I tell people to like, uh, you know, bump fists, like give knuckles or whatever. And every time people just look at me with the death stare. Yeah. And it makes for a nice transition in the service. I, I think there's a lot of benefits to it. Uh, it kind of shakes people up, like makes them think, oh, this isn't a, just a big show that I'm here yeah. attending. Uh, so, uh, but until somebody gives me a viable alternative that, that makes church more than a show and makes it a family kind of a thing, then I'll, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. You need that moment. It would be a cold, cold crowd if you never broke that, I'm watching them do stuff up there yep. moment. Exactly. You need it. Maybe there's a better way. There Maybe might be a better way. email us or comment or something with a better way to do this, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, totally. Well... We'll figure it out in 2019. It's the year of the turn and greet replacement. Okay, here's another pet peeve of mine in church services. Everyone who gets on stage for the first moment that they personally are on stage in that moment has to greet the crowd. It doesn't need to happen. So like Christmas time, for instance, we're in the middle of December. Like, hey, how's it going, everybody? Every like time that, someone right? stands on stage, hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Four other people have already said that to the church. My Christmas is Mary. You can just get up and start talking. You don't have to say hello. We know that you're up there. Yeah. We know that you can see us. Yeah. So, but is it kind of like, like a turn and greet? Is it a necessary little transition? I don't I don't, it's like when somebody uh, calls into a radio show and they're like, "Welcome, so and so." They're like, "Hi, how are you?" Yeah. No, I get that. Like, yeah, for sure. No, that's that's not what you're there to do. You're there right. to get to the point. Right. No, that's for sure. I understand that. Mm-hmm. So what do we do then? Do we just come up and jump right in? Is that more awkward? I feel like in 2018, we would like it just to be the stiffest, <laughs> most to the point. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we probably would like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I find myself doing a lot of those kinds of things. Um, you know, I found myself really hating myself for getting up on a stage kind of in the same thread and being ready, getting ready to speak a message and go, hey, how's everybody doing tonight? You ready for this? Yeah. You know, and then they, you know, they give you the little because they know you're an idiot by saying that. You're like, oh yeah. You're like, no, come on. Like, are you feeling good or what? And then they all like do the same thing, but just a little bit louder, just to appease the idiot. So he goes on with his message. Yeah. So I do hate that about myself. Yeah. I will yeah. give that. You know, I've been trying to rid myself of that. I've been trying to rid myself of saying things like uh, this morning and tonight too much. You know, leading worship or something. And God, tonight. If you would just this morning, if you would just, I say it, I say it way too much. Maybe yeah. it's just me. Yeah. But. Uh, people don't realize though. Just give yourself a break. People don't realize. I don't even realize sometimes. Just you know, it. 
you're doing multiple services. You're doing five services every single weekend. And it's hard to remember, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's hard to remember what time of day it is. Yeah, it's a dark <laughs> room. There's no natural light in that room. You know, you know, you're trying to make it an authentic and meaningful experience, you know, for everybody that comes in and it is, and the Holy Spirit always does what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. But what we're always like, you know, we're weak vessels. You know, yeah. it's hard to remember things. Yeah. Okay, here's something that I think all three of us are, not to say guilty of, but it happens with all three of us. Gosh, I'm in all of these. <laughs> Especially with Ben. No, I, no, with all three of us. I'll tell you what my amen, 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 amen is. Okay, tell me. Okay, yeah, I'll tell yeah, you yeah. as soon as I Okay, great. Start. Okay, uh, we do this. All three of us, a little bit tend to the introverted side, just around the office. We're not the ones like stopping by everybody's room, saying hi, giving yeah, high fives. Like we just, you know, get our work done, slip out the back. Sometimes I go down through the chapel so I don't have to walk through I the hallway. I thought you were going to say down through the chimney. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be magical. It's Christmas. So anyway, Christmas <laughs> that's just, you know, I think all three of us are a little bit like that. Keep to ourselves. But then you put a microphone in front of us, especially in front of a crowd. And it's like, we are the funniest, Hello, baby. hilarious. Hello, Hello, we're going to, we're, oh, let's get the crowd warmed. Oh, we're so funny. Uh, we, we are though. We do it. <laughs> ben, especially you, when you sing during your message, I'm like, where is this guy in the yeah. normal day to day? No, I know. Laughing and singing in the top of his lungs. Yeah. And it's not forced though when I'm uh, up there. No, I know. Like at all. It would be so forced. I don't think it's pretense with any of us. I just think it's something we do. People ask me to sing or do in, in person or something. I can do a handful of impersonations when I'm just hanging out with people and I'm like, oh, you guys are the worst. How dare you put me on the spot? I like to think it's that we're just storing it up. (laughs) Yeah. Just storing it up, baby. (laughs) Let me tell you what my amen, 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 amen is. Um, How many is it? Amen, 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 amen. It's three. It's three, three, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, (laughs) So uh, mine is, if you you watch the live stream, and it's just these little idiosyncrasies that just come out. So every once in a while, I'll watch back the live stream just to just to make sure you know things were as good as I thought. You know, maybe they were. And is, is there, are there any ways we can get better and yeah. things Always like that? Good to watch. It's good to watch. Good to listen back to your sermons. Yeah. yeah, trying to you know, it's just like watching. It's just like watching tape if you're an athlete. You right. know, you're trying to get better. So um, I noticed uh, in 2017. That every time I go, I stop to, to encourage, exhort the congregation and the band's kind of behind me playing or whatever, I grab the microphone and I start like adjusting it. <laughs> you guys, it's can been you? fine the whole set. Yeah. Yeah, it's, then, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. I just start tightening everything. There's like six different knobs. <laughs> I move it up and down. I tighten it. I turn the microphone. <laughs> and Whitney, I, I brought up with my wife, Whitney, and she was like, oh, you so do that. <laughs> Yeah, that's bad. You're you soldering the connections on the back. <laughs> Where did you get a torch? <laughs> the bottom comes off of that stand. I had no idea. It's, you literally, it's I mean, you could, yeah. you could probably yeah. watch, watch back every little moment of exhortation from me in 2017 and 16, and you'll see me adjusting the microphone. That is hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. what's your guys' way to maybe make it a touch more spiritual? No. But not. Because um, I've actually had a lot of people asking me this because this, I think it was a service change time changes, which didn't add a service for us, but I think it made people a little bit more aware of the length of the day, maybe for the staff. I've had a lot of people, probably four or five people ask me over the last week, how do you guys keep it authentic? Or how do you try to keep it fresh over the course of so many services in one day? Trying to keep it passionate when you're preaching all those services, you're leading worship. Do you treat one differently than another? Does one feel like a rehearsal and the other feel like the real thing? Like, what, What's your guys' strategy or how do you think about it to try to keep it fresh over the course of the day? 
Um, I think it's harder with worship than it is speaking. I think speaking, you've prepared so much. The chance to actually share what you've prepared multiple times is exciting. It doesn't, you know, even the fourth time, it's like, now I really know where I'm going with this. And so it's fun to deliver that. Yeah. Now songs, uh, it's a whole different thing, Corey, because you're rehearsing this a couple times before you even get to the first service. Right. And then you're doing another sound check before the last service. So you're you're singing those songs seven times. Yeah, that that's harder to me than speaking. Yeah, I agree. Um, speaking is uh, and the preaching is, I think, more uh, taxing. You kind of get done with a, you know, on Sunday night you get done and you just want to fall down. You know, mm-hmm. your adrenaline is totally tapped. But it is easier to kind of riff on things and make it feel fresh. Um, but with the band, yeah, you kind of you have to do things the exact same way because you have all these this whole band following you, right? Um, although we do build in some prophetic moments, moments to mm-hmm. kind of let the Holy Spirit shape things the way he wants to right then and there. But I'll say this, and I like that you spiritualize this, um, uh, because I think it's hard for anybody uh, in worship. You know, if you've been walking with Christ for a while, mm-hmm. and or the whole church experience, you know, you you come to it, you're like, man, I've been, I've been attending church the same way. I've been doing a small group. I've been doing the outreaches. I've been doing the food program. I've been, you know, I've been involving myself or whatever. You know, maybe you work at a bank or you're in real estate or something like that, and you come to church. It's just, it feels, starts to feel the same, yeah. right? And Whitney said this to me the other day. My, my wife, she's so wise. She said when she when she comes to worship, and she's because of the age of our kids, she's not as mm-hmm. as able as she used to be to lead mm-hmm. worship. And so it really is a privilege for her. She feels a little different than I do. <laughs> it's not day in day out. She said when I come to worship, I have since I was a, a a teenager, I have imagined myself coming to the base of a of a mighty mountain. And you know that feeling, you know, like when you're on Mount, you know, we're up on the pass and you come around like a, there's a couple corners and all of a sudden Mount Hood is just like, yeah. And you're like, you're just, it's majestic. That's the word. It's majesty, right? Or maybe you feel that way when you're, when you're standing on an ocean beach, you're looking out at the vastness of the sea. So she says she pictures, pictures herself sitting at the base of a giant mountain, this, this great mountain that's so, it's just powerful. It's, it's beyond her. And she somehow gets to participate in the exploration of this. Yeah unexplorable thing. Yeah. So I try to remember that something like that right now, that's been really fresh for me. Hmm. I'm coming to the mountain and I'm every, every time I, I, I sing a new song as the same song, it could have a different facet to it. I could come to a new peak or a new valley or something like that. And just let God be God. You're going to be tired, but let his grace like cover that those moments and then just explore the mountain. Yeah. You know, yeah, because it, it can be so tough, you know, especially with – so I'm the opposite of you. You know, I'd rather preach it than sing it, and uh, especially when it comes to singing when and just just music in general. And everybody knows what it's like, whether you're a musician or not, when it you hear it a song so many times, it just doesn't have the same kind of feeling anymore. And I think there was a time when I was leading worship where I thought, I've got to try to reproduce that exact same feeling every single time I sing it or lead it. Which I, I've really come to understand isn't necessarily true. You know, it's. I think it's kind of selfish to think that I can somehow conjure up this feeling for this song, like it was the first time that I heard it. But I think uh, that's a really good picture. I kind of feel bad about myself for how I approach 
torture. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a perfect picture that it's, it's the, the same continuous big mountain and, and it's the, the path is familiar and the area on the globe is, is really close to the same thing, but you can reach another peak. That's right. You can have a different view. You can do a different thing. And, and really the, the importance of remembering that you get to lead all of these people in it as well is, is, as something that I always try to put in my mind the third time around, the fourth time around that that helps keep it fresh that yeah. this is this is an experience that we're trying to lead people into not just have for ourselves yeah to remember i'm serving them right i'm here to serve them i'm not here to have i don't have to have some incredible experience usually i do usually like god says something fresh every time even with the same stinking holy spirit you are welcome here in the song yeah, 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 yeah. you know over and over again the whole, he's always faithful yeah but i'm serving them it's not for me yeah. you know i better have some secret place time on my own Mm-hmm. Um, to fulfill that need, and that is so that that's so awesome because I've preached messages before where it felt like I was putting in work, like okay, this is solid theology, this is good Jesus, and I preached it, and it didn't come out exactly how I thought it would, and I didn't have you know the goosebumps about it, and then you got people come up to you and go, man, God was speaking to me in that moment, right. and it was so important. I didn't get anything out of it. I don't feel yeah. like I was some great, incredible communicator. Uh, but God was doing something it's in his that church. moment. So constantly it's remembering that that's what's happening in those yes, moments sir. keeps it fresh. Yeah, and those those of us on stage, just like those um, sitting in the chairs, uh, we all you know go through times where it's hard to to have those feelings or that sense of like I'm so close to the presence of God today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just because we work at a church or you know are used to doing this in an, uh, we're, we're the, going through the same experience as mm-hmm. everybody is wrestling with doubts having you know um issues at home with the kids or whatever that weighs on us when we walk into church all these things build up and so really it has to be the presence of god yeah. uh, that we encounter not something that we conjure because we happen to be you know in front or whatever right and to kind of bring it back around to the original title what i've learned at west side over the last year this is my first full year at west side um, is to never feel like doubts don't have a place in church ever again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have seen people walking through that, experienced it in my own life, and really it was a thing for me growing up in a pastor's house, uh, being a pastor myself, all those stuff of, yeah, okay, we got our game face on once we get to church, mm-hmm. and we're believing, and we're full of faith, and and I still believe that. I want to be a person that's full of faith, but I think that fullness of faith can exist at the same time with questions uh, and yes. difficult things that I don't understand, places that I don't have answers. Uh, and so if you're listening to the podcast and feeling like maybe that's you, that you've got questions, you've got things that you don't have answers for, Bo, Bo brought up that preacher that she she was talking about this last weekend that was like, sometimes I go up there to preach and I say, man, I really hope there's a God because <laughs> I'm going to go preach right now and talk all about <laughs> right. it. It's a tough thing. It is. And perhaps there is no actual faith, fullness of faith, unless there exists questions as well. Right. Because then what are you, what's your faith in? Yeah. You know? Um, what do you have to, sorry, what do you have to have faith for if yeah. you don't have questions? Yeah. And you remember that day. Uh, it was for my uh, interview when I was becoming a pastor. Right. And we were talking about belief uh, versus uh, knowing something. You know, there's a, you have to have doubt. There has to be some sense of, I don't know this, but I believe it, right? That's what belief is. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, it would just be knowledge. I know, yeah, I know this. And so I think that's what we're invited into is uh, a way of belief, a way of faith, not always just, yeah, I know. It's right in front of me, of yeah. course. That's right. Mm. And the reason I brought that one up, because uh, somebody in the room actually brought up how they believed in Bigfoot, and it was a little weird. Really? Do you remember that? When? 
in my uh, licensing interview. <laughs> you got the weirdest yeah. stories. We, yeah. we, were ta- we were talking, uh, I think it was about, um, I don't know, John 14 or, or John 22 or 21. The Wait a minute. Somebody Thomas. giving the interview. So it, it was very like theological. And then one of the pastors that was giving the interview no. is like, Wait. I believe in Bigfoot. Literally. <laughs> For example, he just kind of threw it out there casually. No way. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. like, so if I believed in Bigfoot. No, no, no. He said his neighbor was really into it and convinced him wow. that Bigfoot's real. Wow. That's amazing. I don't know yeah. what to think about that. <laughs> you so want, how could you think of anything else the rest of the interview? Uh, I To this day, that's pretty much what I remember. I thought Evan was taking notes during the interview. And I was writing things down. It turns out he was just doodling Bigfoot. <laughs> he couldn't think of anything <laughs> else. All he, actually, he actually failed the interview. <laughs> to take it a second time. <laughs> but my, yeah, but my uh, Bigfoot blogging has really taken off. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> Your Bigfoot illustrations yes. specifically. That is so true. Yes. All right. Well, hey, thanks for slogging through another Behind the Message with us on this special New Year's Good times today. edition. Yeah. We'll be back next week uh, with more of our typical content as we discuss our vision message with Pastor Steve it's and where good. he That's is uh, feeling God is moving us in the new year. And so we hope you'll join us for that. Um, outside of that, we hope you have a really great We hope it's the best one yet, and we will uh, hope that you come along as we spend another year behind the message. Let all acquaintance be forgot. Keep it going!